0: You're listening to an audio message from The Well. A gospel-centered church family in Hastings, Nebraska that exists to grow disciples and glorify God. For more information, please visit www.thewellhastings.com. Welcome to The Well. Again, like I had that awesome introduction. Thank you so much, Eric. I really appreciate it. My name is Patrick. I've been here for a while. And so we're going to do things a a little differently than usual. As you can see, I'm like... Bear, there's nothing in front of me, I have no table. I want to talk to you guys kinda like uh mono e mano, more or less. Um excuse me. Let me get signed in here. Okay. There we go. Oopsie! (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm just really glad you guys came. Um, Again, welcome to the well. Um, So you might be wondering here what this chair is here for, Um, and I will tell you, but not now. Um, But um, I'm not a preacher. I am not. um, I'm not. I'm an elder in training. I. um, I'm just one of you guys. Okay, that's all. I'm just a volunteer. That's, that's all I am. Um, I will not claim to be a pastor at all, at all. But I, I will claim to be one of you guys. So um, the only difference is, is that I have a microphone and you don't. So I guess you're stuck with me. <laughs> and um, since you're stuck with me, um, allow me to take you on a journey. Okay? Um, take you on a journey uh, for about, s- about six months ago. Okay? And um, it's going to be, it's going to be hard for me, personally. It's going to be um, um, difficult. It may even hurt some of you because I didn't tell you this before. Um, But what I want to do today is I want to be as transparent as I possibly can with you. I want to let you know and show you how God rocked me to my very core and made me a new man today. So let me tell you the reason behind this chair. This chair, every time I sit in this chair, I'm going to express my thoughts and feelings. Which means, let's do this. Okay, I'll just sit right here, okay. Man, I I hope I don't botch this. I, I feel extremely underqualified. I'm fearful, but I'm also honored. I feel like, I feel like you gave me some words to say, God, but I feel like I just can't do it. I feel, I feel terrified, to be completely honest. <laughs> but I know, God, you're going to walk me through it. And at least on the bright side, you know, there's some beautiful faces around me. So, thanks for that. See, and that's just a little taste. Okay, that's exactly what I was thinking in that moment. I mean, I'm fearful, honored, humbled to be up here, and uh, I'm excited to share with you what God has laid on my heart. Um, Do this there. So, six months ago, let's start this out. I was working for a company named Centrelink. Um, it's just so we're on the same page. Centrelink was a, uh, a telecommunication company. So, my job was to install and maintain copper lines to provide service to customers such as internet and telephone lines. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's just say that wasn't the, uh, the greatest work atmosphere for me. Um, let's just say that i uh, I wasn't exactly on good terms with my boss either. and there was there was a moment when I was sitting in my work truck. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? I'm being lazy. I'm not going to my customers. I'm blowing people off. I'm lying to everyone. I'm saying I'm good, but I'm not. I'm saying I'm okay, but I'm not. Who am I? This is not who I know to be. Why am I doing this? God, where are you in this? If I keep going down this route, I'm going to lose my job. If I keep going on this route, I could lose everything. My wife, my job, everything. So that's some, I mean, that's some pretty hard stuff. I was dealing with a lot when I was in Central Link. Central Link. I was severely depressed. And I didn't know how to get out. I was stuck. I was lost. And I had no idea. I wasn't talking to anyone. I wasn't even talking to my wife. In fact, I lied to my wife constantly because of that. So those thoughts, those feelings, they went on for about a week. And then they, uh, my actions finally caught up with me, and I was asked to come into the boss's office, as you probably know. And I was like, well, I'm here. <laughs> and so then they suspended me for a week, pending an investigation. And uh, in, that, in that moment, let's just say, I was anything but calm. I was scared. I was frightened. And so I came home early that day to come to my wife. And I find her encouraging me, consoling me, and everything. And if you haven't met my wife, Kimberly, she's right over there, crying her eyes out. Um, But she is an amazing woman. Okay? She is my best friend. She is the love of my life. And I would do anything for that woman. But in that moment when she's over here consoling me, and encouraging me and say, hey, we're gonna get through this, that I was feeling in that moment. I don't deserve this. I lied to you. I have hiding things behind your back. I don't deserve you. It probably would have been better off if you would have married someone else. I want I want to tell you all the things that I have going on. I want to tell you that all the lies that I've kept from you, I want to tell you what's going on at work, what's going on inside of me, but I just can't. I don't want to burden you. I don't want to put this on you. I want to fix this. I can fix this. I, I can't fix this, yeah. I can fix this, I can fix this, yeah. I'm the worst, I'm worthless, I'm a terrible husband. Those thoughts, those feelings, resounded in my head like a drum. They were very repetitive, coming at me. Every single time I would look at her, every single time I would think about her, that is what I would view myself as, a worthless, good-for-nothing husband. so, I want to say thank you to my wife for putting up with me. (laughs) And obviously, I mean, even like when I'm talking up here today, I mean, you just heard that story. I'm literally like cutting myself down at the knees right now in front of you guys. My image is totally tanked, okay? Okay? And the reason why I'm being this transparent with you, because I want you to feel how God can move someone and change someone and make them new. You know what I mean? We have all felt worthless in our lives. We have all felt lost. You know what I mean? We have all felt like God is doing nothing. Like I'm sitting here on the sideline. God, where are you at? We have all felt the weight and the responsibility of our own actions. And we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So, what I want you guys to do with me today is I want you to put yourself in this chair. I want you to put yourself in this chair. I want you to bring to the forefront of your guys' minds the monsters in the closet that come and reach out to you and tell you how worthless you are. I want you to bring out those thoughts, those emotions, and those feelings. I want you to set yourself in this chair because I want you to feel that that has no power over you anymore. Those thoughts that you say about yourself in the dead of night, you say, you know what, I just can't do it. I'm worthless. Or I'm worried. There's not going to be enough money in the bank. There's not going to be enough time to fix this. Or, you know what, I can fix this. I can do this. I'm good enough. But I'm still the worst person ever. So put yourself in this chair. Those, all of those feelings, those thoughts, those emotions. Okay. So then about a week after um, um, my suspension, I ended up getting fired. Got the call from my boss and said, sorry, I'm going to have to let you go. I, uh, I was broken. Didn't know what was going on, didn't know what was going on, couldn't go on, but then remember it's my wife being awesome, encouraged me, and consoling me, and about a week later, um, we were driving home from my parents' house one night and my wife had just found out everything that I was keeping from her. And as you can expect, that was a pretty long ride home. It was, uh, it was grueling, a lot of tears, a lot of tears. <laughs> I, I probably almost wrecked it probably a couple times, to be honest. But oh, a lot of tears, but a lot of good talk. Okay? She understood me. She understood where I was coming from and she wanted to help me still. But there was a void where trust should be between us. There was a hole that I created that I dug myself deep, deep hole (laughs) where trust should be. So here's what I want you guys to do. I want everyone to stand real quick while we read the scripture. Okay. 2 Corinthians 5, 16-21. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Through we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, a, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation we might become the righteousness of God. Let's pray. Father God, as we chop up this passage and as we come to you today, we ask God that you reveal in our hearts those monsters in the closet. God, those negative self-talk that we're talking about. God, that our old selves are clinging on to us and don't want to let go. God, this morning I want to, I want to call out my own monster in the closet. I want to call out my, my shame, my sin, God, and my negative self-talk. God, because I can't do it alone. God, I cannot do it alone. God, it is only with you that I can do this. It is only with you that I can throw that monster, that junk into the closet and never see it again. I could throw it away, get rid of it. So, God, this morning, I just ask that you are with us, you walk with us, and God, you are here with us this morning. So, God, we love you and praise you. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Okay, so let's dive into this scripture one question that I ask myself um, when reading this passage is, who am I? Who am I? Who are you? In this passage, I, um, in this passage, it's, it's a great and fantastic hope. You know what I mean? Out with the old and in with the new. Okay, the old is perished, the new is here, you are a new creation, and the old self that you you had before Christ is gone. So it leads me to my first point. Old. What is old? Don't be pointing fingers, okay? You know, let's not do that. (laughs) But what is old? What's the definition of old? Belonging only or chiefly to the past, former, or previous, our old selves. What is old? And a good example of old is a, have you guys seen those barns that are in the country somewhere and you are see them randomly throughout Nebraska? They look like if you kick them, they're going to fall over, <laughs> and they are old. Very, very old, because they've probably been in the family for years, decades probably. But you can see the wood is not brand new wood. The wood is splintered, and it is like, it looks like it's very, very just about to fall. What about a, um, what about a new car that's been sitting a lot for a long time? What does, what does that new car have on it? Rust, aging, the tires are probably flat. It's old. It's been there a long time. It's been stuck there a long time rotting there for a long time. The reason why I bring up this statement is because in the scripture, it says, let me me find it, one sec here please, said, the old is gone and the new is here. So what is that old part of you? I've been talking about monsters in the closet. I've been talking about negative self-talk. I've been talking about things um, that possibly you did before you met Christ and possibly that you're working through right now. Your old self wants to claw back and gain power over you at any cost. Your old self wants to, wants to literally sabotage you into falling back into the old way that you were at. Um, your old self, let's just say it, your old self, I mean, even your self five minutes ago, it's just the only difference now is that you're a little bored now. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> um, but your old self wants to wants to claw out. It wants to get back at you. So today I said put yourself in this chair okay behind these chains is your old self okay behind these chains is you if you let your old self take control of you your negative self-talk those those thoughts that you're worthless the thoughts that you are just not good enough the thoughts that maybe you're a monster the thoughts that you Tell yourself at night to to beat yourself up. Now, my second point is new. What is new? We think of like a newborn baby, new into this world, just the beginning or the beginning anew and regarded as better than what went before. Now, I love the language that he uses in here is, he says that you are a new creation. You are new. The old has passed and the new has come. Now, what, that, what does that exactly mean? Okay, you can't have old and new at the same time, right? You can't, you can't, be, you can't be old and you can't be new. It's impossible. It's, you know, it's contradictory. You can't put a, 1965 Corvette engine into a uh, 2021 Corvette body and actually work without a lot of modification. (laughs) You can't, you can't, I mean, you can if you want to, but making a sandwich with moldy bread is probably not going to be too delicious. You can't have old and you can't have new. You can't. Why are we new today? Why are we new? In the scripture and in this passage, it says that we are a new creation today. The old is past; the new has gone. I have committed some very, very, very evil stuff. And I just shared with you what I did. That was only six months ago, what I did. Okay, that was only six months ago. Literally like right around the corner, I feel like. <laughs> and that right there... What I did is still nipping at my heels, because I feel the weight and the pressure of that every day. Now, that's my old self. That's my old self. My negative self-talk, my depression, everything, that is my old self. My new self is asking for help. My new self is talking to my wife, letting her know what's going on. My new self reads the scripture, reads the Bible. My new self calls out to him and makes sure that he is in center. And you know who made me new? Definitely wasn't me. (laughs) There was absolutely no way I could do that on my own. It definitely wasn't me. God made me new. Jesus made me new. God, what are you doing? My wife knows everything. I'm so happy that she knows everything. I'm not alone anymore. I feel you next to me. Thank you so much for the, the family that I have. I thank you so much for the, the pain that I went through to get to the point where I'm at right now. God, thank you for bringing me out of that, that slump, that depression, that pain. God, I feel, I feel renewed. I feel like I can conquer the world. To be honest, I feel like a legitimate new man, or a newborn baby—one of the two. Don't know. But I have new perspective. I have a new—I have a new life because God gave me a second chance. God gave me a second chance, even though that honestly, like. If it was up to me, I definitely didn't deserve one. I, I already thought that I was the worst man alive. Why would I give myself a second chance? He does not hold your sins against you because he bore it all. He bore it all. That way you wouldn't have to. That way you could have a relationship with you. That way he could be the center of your life. Feel so, like we're speaking with God? Are you talking right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just uh, now I'm distracted. Gosh dang it! Okay now. Okay, I gotta look at my notes now because now I gotta find out where I'm at. And brings me to my last point, change. Change, there you go, got it. <laughs> change, replace something with something else. Especially something of the same kind of that is newer or better, substitute one thing for another. When you commit your life to Christ, believe that you're a new creation in Christ, You substitute your old life, new walk with him. You say, I'm not doing that anymore today. I'm doing this. I'm walking with Christ now. I am changed man or changed woman. This is who I am now. This is who I've become because Christ is great. And he is awesome. so today as we this okay as i change and as i move towards a walk with christ i get rid of the lies i get rid of the depression and i get rid of all the negative self-talk because i am free and i am new why, why, why do we bound ourselves up? Why? Why do we have to say we're not good enough? Why do we have to say that, you know what? I can't do that. Why, why do I have to say that, hey, you know what? I did this. I did that. So I'm definitely not qualified to do this. If I believe that thought, I would definitely not be speaking to you guys right now. If I believed that and I kept those lies in my life, I wouldn't be up here talking. I'm using this story for God's glory because God changed me. God removes those lies in my life. God has changed me to be a man, to fight after him, to be a loving husband, to tell my wife absolutely everything. <laughs> but to be a man after his own heart, because that's what I desire to be. It wasn't just a change in my my behavior. It was a change in my perspective. It was a change in how I thought about myself. I'm not worthless. God is great, and he called me his son. I am not lost. I am definitely found. God found me. When I was in a pit of despair, and he pulled me out of it. Lowest of the lows. Lost my job. I was almost, I probably almost lost my wife, to be honest. Lost my, all of my confidence in myself. I lost a lot of things. But I gained one thing, one amazing thing that trumped all of that, and that was him a new insight into who I was. And I was a child and a new creation in Christ. So today what are the things again those monsters in the closet that we carry around with ourselves and say hey you know what this is I am because this is who I am because these are the things that I've done. This is who I am because these are the things that define who I am. These are the things that, you know what, I can't change about myself. That one person called Jesus, that one awesome person called Jesus died for you for a reason. So that you wouldn't carry around that that suitcase, those monsters with you. Those lies, that pain with you? I mean, if you carry it around with you, then are you saying that that didn't matter? Are you saying that your your old self, your pain, your misery, your negative self-talk, the things that you hate about yourself is actually more important than Jesus? I mean, that's a little... It's a little backwards thinking, I think, I'll be completely honest. He is a God who wants to change you. He's a God that wants to remove the old and start anew with you. It's probably a little shorter. You know, I'm not Joe. I'm not going to talk for another 30 hours. But, <laughs> but, but, Right now, I, I, I'm in conclusion, okay, I want to say this. The whole definition behind this, and the reason why this happened today, and God's amazing for one, but also, that question, who am I? That question, who am I, is probably the most um, crucial question that we have as people. Who am I today? Who do I choose to be today? But it's actually more important in our, our children's lives right now. Who am I? The middle schoolers, the high schoolers, they have to answer this question when they're in middle school because of everything that's being thrown at them. Who, by a show of hands, could answer who am I at age 12? Um, I didn't see very much hands raised. And that's the reason why. is because how can they choose? They can't. They don't know who they are. They're finding out who they are, yes. But they don't know who they are. I want to break your hearts for the kids. Because did you know, did you know that there is 112 different genders out there that you could self-classify as yourself as. There is thousands upon thousands of jobs out there. The amount of questions that we have, it could be endless. And they're expecting middle schoolers to answer these. High schoolers to answer these. We, people changed by God, have to be ambassadors for the truth. And reveal to them, through our own lives and definitely our own faults, that who you are is in Christ. Those things that you did before does not define you. The things that you choose to be today will define you. My wife and I, we, uh, we're sitting at a um, Mexican place here in town. And uh, we were sitting there just talking. And uh, all of a sudden, we're like, we asked a question, like, why? Like, what's the biggest question for these kids? What is the biggest question for a middle schooler starting out? Who am I? and they have no idea. I um, recently just started on with uh, YFC, my wife. And and these kids, they're broken. There was a kid that my, my wife works with. She's talking about having mental illnesses, depression, anxiety. She's talking about having these massive things that a grown-up should deal with but they are forced to deal with it at this point because it's life 2020 was not a kind year to most of us and keeping those kids inside a home where they had to was harsh so today be that who am i to a kid Be that person that says, you know what, I am in Christ. He is in me. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. That is a heavy, heavy burden. Father God, this morning, as we close, as we come together, Jesus, I ask that you give us the identity of who am I. The identity of you, God. The identity, God, that I am set free from the chains that I currently have shackled to my feet. The negative self-talk that my past life, God, my pain, my misery, the things that I have gotten rid of because I wanted to follow you is still following me behind. It's right there. God, I cannot get rid of that monster on my own. I cannot talk to a kid on my own. I cannot show them how to be a person for you, how to have you at the center to say, you know what? I am in Christ and I am new in Christ. I, I am new. as we wrap up this journey today, through the sin, the pain, the misery. I ask right now, Jesus, that you be here. As we sing these last songs, God, we raise our voices. God, because you deserve all the praise. I mean, you took a guy like me who did so many bad things in my life, many just recently and still said I want to have you I want to hold you I want to make you new I want to walk with you I want to redeem you I want to give you a future a life after your old self God, thank you, because I am not shackled anymore. I am freeing you. God, thank you for the, the things you have given me. Thank you for a wife, God, that trusted me. God, thank you for a time that I was the worst. Because now there's a time that I am new. And it's all because of you. It's all because of you. Jesus' name. Amen. Um, as we tr- transition our time into a time of communion, I ask that you reflect upon the things that were said and the lyrics that are about to pop up. Do not take these elements lightly. One represents the body and the blood of Christ. time of communion your communion is with God and you ask for the repentance of your sins and if anyone here wants to be saved they are not I will be up here come talk to me we have leaders around the church go talk to them there's an opportunity today to put your old self away so as we take these elements as we take a time of prayer and a time of worship be thankful because that person that you were representing by holding the body and that blood he died for you he died to set you free died to put your old self away he died so that you can have a new life in him